0: And we will say.
1: Hello. And welcome to Living Word Ministries, where everyone is a winner. Join us as we rightly divide the word of truth.
0: Father, we'll exalt your name. We'll lift up the name of Jesus above all names. You are God. You are God. There is no other God like you. We thank you for the breath that we breathe. We thank you for the air that you've given unto us freely. Thank you for giving us Jesus, our Redeemer. The one who gave his life that we might have life and have it more in abundance. We exalt you, Lord. We lift up your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. Because you are God. We thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. I said, Jesus is Lord. Well, we've been talking about what? Has He found you? For the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. He came seeking. Jesus came seeking for us. And the question is, has He found you yet? What are the obstacles that is hindering you why Jesus has not found you yet? Is it cultural? Is it tradition? Is it business? You name it. But what is it? You see, that is blocking you having that encounter with Jesus. We are, last week I was talking about we're supposed to die to ourselves and take up our cross and follow daily. Daily. Except a corn of wheat falls into the ground, uh, 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 um, dies and falls into the ground, it will not bear fruit. There is a dying to self that enable us to bear fruit and Jesus Christ came to save us and not just save us but he gave us a commission and he gave us a ministry of reconciliation and we are to go about to reconcile the world people unto himself and we are not to be entangled with this yoke of bondage after we have been set free. Let's read Galatians 5.1. And I'll move on. Galatians
1: 5.1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: And so, Jesus, if he has found you, it means he has set you free from the yoke of bondage. And do not go back and entangle yourself with these things again. Praise the Lord. But in our redemption, some of us do not, you know, we think just we've been saved. But there is more to it. And I want to show you the benefits of our redemption. Amen. Benefit one. Death has been eradicated. Death has been removed. Erased. 2 Timothy (laughs) 2.
1: 2 Timothy 1 verse 10. But has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to life through the gospel. Amen.
0: Death has been... Death has now been revealed by the... But now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who has abolished death. So, the benefit that we have been redeemed, we have been set free, Jesus has found us, one of the benefits is death has been abolished. Amen. You say, well, why are Christians dying? Well, there are three types of death. There is spiritual death, physical death, and eternal death. Spiritual death is separation from God, which which was caused by Adam's disobedience. Man was separated from God. That's death. The day that you you eat of this tree, you will surely die. But it was spiritually separated from God. And then there is a physical death that, as the result of that death, we face this physical death, and that's why people die. People, that's the death that we know of. People leave this, the spirit leaves this body. Amen. And then there is eternal death. And that is why you and I are here. When I say here, that is why you and I are in church. That is why we cannot hide from Jesus finding us. You see, if Jesus does not find you you cannot be part of eternal life. The eternal death is that you die spiritually, you die physically, and therefore you are forever dead. Praise the Lord. So, death, because of redemption, we we, we, we no longer suffer spiritual death, and therefore will not suffer eternal death. The physical death we all have to go through. Praise the Lord. Then number two, righteousness was given to man. That's the restoration. Right standing with God. You see, when Jesus, this was, these are the benefits of Jesus coming. Man was separated. We did not have a right to approach God. The, the Israelites, the, the Jews, they said to Moses, you go and hear what the God wants to tell us and come and tell us. We can't go to him. They did not have the right to approach God. So Romans 5, 9 Romans 5:19 For as
1: by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous Amen
0: So by one man obedience through Adam we all became disobedient and we all, we all we we all became sinners Through the second Adam Jesus Christ his righteousness made us all righteous. Amen? Righteousness means right standing with God. You have, you are able to stand before. You see, without the blood of Jesus, we could not stand before God. But the blood of Jesus, his dead burial, and his res- resurrection paid the price that enabled man to be able to face God I don't know whether you are aware of it but the Jews they never prayed until after Moses and even you know even after Moses um, when they were set free and all the um, tabernacles and, and all that were set up they really did not pray in the sense of talking to God because they didn't have access to God Praise God. God spoke to them through a prophet. They couldn't talk back to God. But through Jesus Christ, and that is why, let me just nail it here. That is why it is wrong for a believer, a Christian, somebody that is born again, to be looking for someone to tell them what to do in their life. A prophet. It's wrong. See, if you have access to God, why then should God tell somebody to come and tell you something? God can talk to you, and he will speak the language that you you will understand. That does not mean that God will not confirm Something through somebody to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. And listen, and let me just say, not only is that wrong, but then you look for those that are trying to use the office of a preacher. To be trying to tell you how you should tailor your life. See, there are some people, there are some people, and I'm talking about some people in the sense of the pulpit. That if you're not going to them, they come into you with a word. I've got a word for you. I've got a word for you. I've got a word for you. Trying to win you so that they can then, yeah, well, praise the Lord. You got it. So we, we, you know, God does speak to us. We have right standing with him. Number three, man can now become a new creation. Jesus Christ came and gave us the right to be born again. Before Christ, we couldn't become a new creation. We couldn't be born again. Why? There was a death. There was a penalty that needed to be paid. No animal blood could pay that price. It requires human blood because it is to restore human. Jesus Christ came and gave his life. So now man can become a new creation in Christ. Praise the Lord. See, get this picture. Get this picture. Because of Adam, or through Adam, God breathed into Adam a statue, and Adam became a living soul, the Bible tells us. And all human race has the gene of Adam. If I can put it, Adam. The children of Adam. All human race. Saved or unsaved. We are the children of Adam. Now Jesus Christ came. And bought whosoever will. Bought us back from Adam. Trace. Lineage. Are you with me? The head of the home, Adam. These are all his children. Everyone that comes in the, as, as a human being. Our father is Adam. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. We are all under sin. We are all under a curse. We are, we, we are all spiritually dead. Anyone that is born, natural birth... It belongs to Adam's race and is spiritually death. Jesus Christ came. Glory to God. Aren't you glad that he came? Jesus Christ came. There was a death that needed to be paid. Jesus paid that death. And through him, he set up a new family. You see, through Adam, we're all born. Through Christ, we get born again, spiritually. That's a different family. That's a different family. You see, you're born again. You are under the family of Jesus Christ. You are no longer under sin. You are no longer under the Adamic uh, 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 nature. You are now un- under uh, uh, the uh, Christ who who is the head, and we are all in Him. We are all in Him, and we have the Spirit in us that enable us to say, "Abba, Father." We have the spirit in us that enable us to say no to sin. Praise God. Praise God. Listen, the, you know, people say, listen, the devil is a bastard. We know that. But the thing is, the biggest problem of Christian is not the devil. The biggest problem of Christians is our flesh. But we need to know that when we get born again, we have the privilege. We have the right to be able to overcome the works of the enemy. Amen. 2 Corinthians
1: 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new.
0: Praise the Lord. Everything, all things has passed away. This Adamic thing has passed away. Everything has, you see, people say, when you read that scripture and somebody will say, yeah, but. There is no back to read There is no battery. It's like curses. You talk about it and then people say, yeah, but. And then they share about somebody experience. No, you are a new individual. You have become new. Listen, when you say you've become new, your character has not become new. You are the same person. And that's what Romans says, Romans 12 To renew your mind, change your way of thinking. So you use the Word of God to live your life. But you still carry that nature 24 7 with you. That negative nature. That nature that would throw off his jacket and say, Are you ready? That nature that say, will say, ah, if you insult me, mister, I will insult you. That nature is still there, but you use Romans 12, 1 and, uh, 1 and 2 to renew, change your way of thinking. And you say, ah, because of Jesus, I will not do the things that I used to do. The things I used to do, I do them no more. I didn't say sing. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's go on. Number four. The primary objective of redeeming man f- fully reconciled to God. Fully reconciled to God, the whole world was reconciled. In other words, the main purpose of redeeming man fully to be reconciled to God, the whole world also needs to be reconciled to God. 2 Corinthians 5:19. Second Corinthians
1: 5:19. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to
0: us the word of reconciliation. Amen. Amen. So, we have the ministry of reconciliation, and in Christ, in Christ Jesus, the world has been... um, That God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. So when Jesus Christ died, not only did we get saved, the whole world also was reconciled to him, to God. And has committed to us the word of reconciliation. A believer should not be just happy being saved. A believer, like I said last week, a believer has a responsibility to help save others. Let's go to number five. Man has all spiritual blessings restored unto him, all spiritual blessings. If you are saved, if you are saved, If you have been born again, you have every spiritual blessing that you will ever need to be a successful Christian. See, we are spirit beings. Man is a spirit. He has a soul and lives in this physical body. The real you is a spirit being. And for you to be successful, we're not talking about this world's success. This world's success is only a bonus. But we're talking about spiritually being successful. And all spiritual blessings has been restored unto us in order for us to be spiritually successful. If we are operating in the realm of the spirit, we cannot use physical things to operate in spiritual things. We need spiritual things to operate in spiritual world. And all spiritual needs that we need in order for us to be successful spiritually has been restored to us. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad? You see, God... God loves us so much, we don't even know. Not only did he redeem us, he also made sure that every tool, every food, everything, anything that we need spiritually has been given to us, not going to be given to us. We don't have to pray for it. It has already been given to us. All we need to do is to appropriate it, believe it, say it. And see it happen. Amen. God loves us. But we allow. We allow people. To take away. That which rightly belong to us. That which God has given to us. We neglect it. And we are looking for Somebody. We are looking for somebody. Oh my God, have mercy. Now don't get me wrong. God has blessed people with spiritual gifts that are able to help us. But primarily, you as a believer, you ought to be able to stand up and broaden up your chest and say, I am a child of God. No weapon. That is formed, fashioned against me, will ever prosper. Not will, will ever prosper. It will never prosper. It will never, I'm going through f- problem doesn't mean the devil is having a heyday in my life. No. If I have a problem, I have a problem because I'm a human being. But the devil is never going to prosper in my life. He's never going. Yeah, listen, he'll try, but he'll fall by his own counsel. That the pit that they, he will dig for me, he will fall into that pit. The just shall live by faith. Ephesians 1 3. Amen.
1: Ephesians 1 3. Blessed. Be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Amen. In the heavenly
0: places in Christ Jesus. You know, the key to success is to live in Christ. We, we picked up the book, In Him. I wonder how many of us have actually gone through the book, the In Him Scriptures, to say who I am in Christ. Don't worry, I'm not going to ask. Praise the Lord. So, in Christ, we have every spiritual need to get us over to be a success. Amen. Amen. Your aunties, your uncles, your this and that and that and that and you name it, how they are related to you. None of them has any power over your life. Now, not that they won't try. But if you stand on your ground, oh yeah, I have them in my home. In my home as in my family my uh, back home I just saw, yeah there are many that operate in the negatives but, but i'm more than a conqueror i'm more than a conqueror i'm more than a conqueror i really believe that the works of the enemy will not prevail. Let's go to the next one. Satan dominion or lordship over mankind has been broken or abolished. Glory! 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 Satan dominion. See, when Adam fell to Satan's trap. God said to Adam, Occupy. Replenish the earth. Power, dominion was given by God to Adam. Adam obeyed Satan and transferred his authority to Satan. So don't Think, don't let the people that are saying, I bind you, Satan, I cast you into the bottomless pit. Don't let them def- de- deceive you. They can't. Satan has a right, legal right, to be here on this earth. Sorry. Sorry for me to tell you that, but that's the truth. Maybe you want to hear, oh, I cast out demons. I cast out Satan into the bottomless pit. <laughs> but the truth is, Satan has a legal right to be here. To be here on earth, not to be in your life. He has a legal right to be on this earth, to do his business, looking for somebody that he can occupy, looking for somebody that he can infiltrate their life and do and so. He has a legal right to go about trying, doing his own business. But he does not have a legal right over your life if you don't let him. Praise the Lord. And, you know, his his right has been abolished by Jesus Christ. So he doesn't have right over the believer. Amen. Amen. But he has a right over the one that do not believe. They are his already anyway. Are you with me? Let's read the scripture. Romans 6, 14.
1: Amen. Romans 6, 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under law, but under grace. Amen.
0: Amen. Grace enable us and strengthen us to say in the name of Jesus, I will not do this. But we were uh, under the law, we didn't have the right even to say no. We were sinners. Do you understand that? We were sinners regardless of what we did or didn't do. We were covered under the umbrella of sin. That's the Adamic sin. But Jesus Christ came and we are under grace. And we are not under sin. When we give our life to Jesus, that sin or that Adamic sin no longer works in our life, we have been set free, and we are under grace. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad? Praise the Lord. What's the last one? Authority and dominion has been restored to man. Authority and dominion has now been restored back to man It was with man. It was with Adam. Adam sold it to Satan. Jesus Christ came and bought it back and has restored it back to us. Jesus told us to go and make disciples. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you read the scriptures, please?
1: Amen. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen.
0: Amen. How can we say we are born again how can we say we are in church? How can we say we believe in God when we think there is some witch or witchcraft or some demon that is having a hair day in our life? Jesus commissioned us to go and preach, make disciples of all nations. And he says, he says, and It says, and lo, I am with you always. And lo, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age. And if Jesus is with you, how come you entertain fear? Like I I said this several times, if God can't protect me, then he's a poor God and I don't need to serve a poor God. Come on now. How can you, a believer, born again child of God, be afraid of the negative power? Jesus says, he says, I am with you always. Always. Jesus is with us always. And you need to take confidence. When you call upon him, he will answer you. David said, he shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. We are to walk in the liberty that Christ has given us. Whoever the Son set free is what? Is free indeed. If you have been redeemed, you have been redeemed. There is no but. You just need to have understanding and you need to trust God that what he he meant, what he says. Amen. You need to trust God and know that God means his business. He means what he's saying. If he says that you are his child, you are surely his child. Amen. If he's promised you protection, surely it is for you. Whatever, you know, he says he'll provide for you, he surely pro- provide for you. He's not a man that he should lie. Whatever he has said he will do. Hallelujah. And number seven, it says, authority and dominion has been restored to man. Jesus told us to go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, of all the benefits, there's only one. We have a responsibility. Authority and dominion has been restored to man. Hallelujah. You see, authority and dominion has been restored to us for a purpose. Amen. It has been given to us for a purpose. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you this, therefore use it. Go into the world and tell people about me. Go and make disciples of all nations. The more you do this, the more confidence you become in God. Praise God. If we're not applying the word in our life and doing the things that we ought to do, we become sluggish. Those of you that do the gym. You know, if you haven't done the gym for a while, you know, the muscles get a bit weaker, isn't it? Jesus wants us to be applying the word daily. And as, as we do that, we become more and more confident in him. Praise God. Let's read Proverbs sixteen twenty. I guess I, I can't go till I, I read this scripture. Can we have it on here Proverbs 16:20. Amen.
1: Proverbs 16:20. He who heeds the word wisely will find good, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Amen.
0: So, you know, we, we we're talking about has Jesus found you? And we, we're talking about that if he has found you, then we have the ministry of reconciliation. And we talk about the benefits of that being found or being born again. But if you're a believer, if you are a genuine truly believer and you are a miserable person that's a poor show if you are a believer you ought not to be miserable you see the depth the depth of your Death have been paid. So if you're a believer, you ought to be what? What's the word there? Happy. 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 You see, we tend to, um, we tend to define our happiness based on what we have. which is really, really, really a poor and bad show. Our happiness should be based on the Word of God. Our happiness should be based not on what we have, but whose we are, and who we are in Christ. Amen. Amen. We ought to be always rejoicing. And whosoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. Praise the Lord. If you trust in the Lord, you are a happy being. Amen. You see, if you take, and I am. An, um, Please, can you help me to put this on? If you take the word H, I'm talking about happy. If you take the word H, is referring to helping. This is how you're going to be happy in, in the Lord. H is helping. And then, you see, as a believer, this is what makes you happy. When you are making an impact. In someone else's life. Amen. Yeah. When you are actually affecting someone's life, that is what should make you happy. And then A is applying. If you are not applying the word of God in your life, you're never going to find happiness. So one that is helping and one that is applying the word, these are the ingredients of happiness. Praise the Lord. One that is Applying the word. James 1.22 says, Be a doer of the word. The reason why some Christians are never happy with the Lord is because they have not found a place of applying the word of God in their life and benefiting from the word of God. Therefore, they are never happy. Praise the Lord. The other word is praying. If you're ever going to be happy as a Christian, you need to learn how to pray. Just running up and down, I'm going to help you to be happy in Christ. So, you are helping, you are applying the word, you are praying, and then you are praising. Praise the Lord. If you are, you see, you can't help yourself not to praise God. You always will be praising God if you are applying the word of God. And then yielding, Romans 6:13, yielding yourself. Romans six thirteen.
1: Amen. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God, uh, to God as being alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Amen. Amen. So
0: this is new KG. Can we have the Can we have it in the yeah, I think that talks about yielding your members. Yeah. Neither
1: yield ye, your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God. Okay, so I, I mean,
0: to yield actually, it means to, to tilt over. Yielding yourself is tilting over. So, we need to tilt our, you see, we are spirit, soul, and body. Where our physical, our spirit, and our soul, when they come together, they, when they are in agreement, they overpower the flesh. So, we need to yield our soul to our spirit to overcome the flesh. Amen. So we yield towards. And that's Romans. That, that scripture in Romans 12 too is so powerful. Renewing our mind. Whichever way we yield to. We're talking about music. The effect it has on you. However... Whatever we allow into our spirit is what dominates us eventually. So we are to yield ourselves. We are to turn toward a way uh, to righteousness. Um, verse t- uh, 16. Verse 16. Amen. Six, Romans 6.16. 6,
1: know ye not... That to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are not whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death
0: or of obedience unto righteousness. Amen. Amen. You see, your happiness, your happiness is defined by these things that I'm talking about here. You're helping. You're applying yourself, praying, praising, and yielding. Which, wherever, whoever you yield yourself to, that's what you become. Let's yield ourselves to the things of God. That will become godlike. When I went to Mama Julie, I yielded myself to the Word. I found my Bible that I bought about a year a year before. Then I bought a bag. I bought a notebook. I bought a small dictionary, carried my bag. Everywhere I sat, I, I, I began to read and read and to write. Uh, if I read, I don't understand a word. I pick up dictionary and look through it. And gradually, 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 this is where I am today. But it started off with yielding to the word. It started off applying myself. It started of helping. It started of just praising God. I was thinking, I was, I was, um, was it Saturday? Saturday, after I'd done all my errands, yeah, and then I walked to little, And I was thinking, man, years ago, or was it Friday, what, Thursday or fr- uh, Friday or th- one of them? Years ago, walking to Little from where I am to the Little there—that's the end of. It was like it was a, a big chore. Now I do it, you know, just cool. But I'll, I'll be I'll be walking that road and just praising God, half past twelve at night with the last bus, just praising God. From Four Hanway House here, just praising God. I'm so so happy. Praise the Lord, that's where I am today. It's as a result of the seed that was sown then. Church, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you, you will not find happiness in any way, in any shape, in any form, but in Christ. Be a helper. Help somebody. If you've been, whoever the Son set free is free indeed. If Jesus has found you, allow yourself to be used by Jesus. There's nothing that you will do for God that you will not benefit from. But Hagen says, God's payday is not every Friday, but it will surely come. There is nothing that you will do for God that will not benefit you. As our has in prayer. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. We have just shared the word of God. But I trust that the Holy Spirit will take these words. And help the people to understand, Lord. It is knowing the truth that liberates and sets us free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are our helper. Whatever that has been a barrier in anyone's life, Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus, you help them to remove those barriers to draw closer and closer unto you. We came with nothing. And we will live on this earth. We will live here with nothing. Except that which we have sown in the spirit. I pray that we will be more spiritually minded. And be more focused on the things of God. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for
1: listening. Join us for our weekly Sunday service at 10.30am at 336 Brixton Road.
0: We hope you are blessed.